0: American Giant makes the durable, comfortable spring closet staples you need for work, the gym, and even happy hour. Made in America. Designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20.
1: Support for Analog Talk comes from the camera culture website CasualPhotofile.com. With in-depth reviews of interesting cameras and legacy lenses, film news and profiles, industry retrospectives, and a unique editorial perspective. If you're into cameras and photography, this is one of the best blogs around. See more at CasualPhotofile.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's special guest, we have Jameson Houghton from One Camera, One Year. Say hi, Jameson. Hi, everybody.
0: Hey. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me.
1: So your, your Instagram, One Camera One Year, I think I've been following for a little while now. Before we get into that, I want, can you give our guests or our listeners a background on yourself and how you got started in photography?
0: Sure. So I met my wife in music school, actually. Uh, I didn't really have any interest in photography at the time. But when we started dating, she had her dad's old AE-1. And so we'd go out mm-hmm. to the park and like take pictures of each other and stuff and we had no idea what we were doing, but it was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so when we, when, when we got married, we used some of our wedding money to get a camera and then we went out what to you get? like a, a digital, like a T2i. Um, so we went out to her family cabin in Colorado for our honeymoon and we spent two weeks basically doing nothing but taking pictures. And then we would drive into the, the little city or the, the town near her cabin and use the internet to look up like tutorials and stuff and oh,
2: nice yeah nice. so
0: so like we had no idea before we got married that we liked photography and then by the time we got back from the honeymoon like we we're we're super passionate about it and uh had a friend ask us to take pictures for him so
1: that's awesome you like fell in love with photography on your honeymoon
0: yeah. I'm sorry yeah, i'm corny yeah. but <laughs> that's so romantic
2: <laughs> yeah it, it is
0: it's kind of cool like we had no idea we were getting into this life together but like we've been working together as long as we've been married so
1: Oh yeah. Can you explain what your wife does for your business?
0: Yeah. I mean, well, it's a little confusing because we have several businesses, really. Most, right. most of the time, uh, we have a fashion photography business, actually. It's called Heather yeah. and Jameson. And so Heather's actually the, really the head photographer for that. And I'm more just like, Running lighting and things like that behind the scenes. And then we have another business called Hootin' Images, which is more weddings and portraits and that sort of thing. And so One Camera One Year is actually just a, a personal project that I started just because I like film photography.
1: Yeah, we, we've talked about, we talk about. The, the importance of personal projects on the mm. show a lot. So I totally get like having to have a little thing that you do for yourself. Yeah, obviously. Um, so c- kind of explain to our listeners what One Camera One Year is and how like how it came to be.
0: Sure. So One Camera One Year, it's just a, a personal project that started. It's all shot on black and white film. And I just take one camera and I shoot with it for a whole year. And it ends up being I post 365 photos on Instagram with that camera before I move on to the next one and it all started just because one year for my birthday heather bought me a a canonet ql17 because mm, it was a camera yeah. that i've been I've just i just been wanting i think whining. that's probably
1: how i found i found the instagram account cuz yeah. i love that camera it's a
0: great camera it's so good it is so so she gave <laughs> that to me for my birthday and i was like i i need to have some excuse to actually shoot this and so the, the the project has kind of morphed over the years it started out as i i would just always have that camera on me and i would take pictures with it every day and then have something to post. It, it has kind of evolved over, over the years to be more, uh, more portrait based. And so I don't always have the camera on me. I'll, I'll do more kind of style shoots that I'll set up.
1: That's really fun that, that you like setting up the style shoot f- specifically for the, the project. Yeah. Like mean, that's really cool.
0: And that's part of like, I like that. I said, the project has evolved. It's, it's partially now because I am very introverted and very shy. Um, <laughs> this part project has partially become a a way for me to try to bust out of my shell and, and have to interact with people because usually Mm -hmm. uh, with our actual business, Heather, who is very extroverted and friendly and chatty, she kind of carries that burden for me. Um, (laughs) So, so part of this project has become a way for me to try to, to overcome that and yeah, have to interact with, with people. Has it helped? I'm still pretty bad at it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's helped a little bit, but it's it's a thing I've got to practice, man.
2: I I totally fail you on that. Like I I I don't know. Certain environments I'm like the life of the party, but ninety five percent of the time I'm like the quiet guy in the corner, and it's and yeah. it's kind of kind of works well with this podcast too because Chris, I mean, you always like come blazing with questions and like you're kind of <laughs> you know, and I'm I I don't. It, it's funny. It just works out great that way with this, uh, with the, with the podcast and stuff. There's like a yin and yang to it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and I, I just, you know, I relate to that. I do, I push myself to do more like street oriented photography to talk to complete strangers and stuff like that. It's just a weird thing to take photography and turn it into not a life lesson, but uh, I can't think of the word for it. Just, you know, a tool to right. be you know, more into come out of your shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. There you go. There yeah,
0: you go. I, I think uh, photography is a great way to to push yourself in a lot of ways, but it's also just a great way to get to know yourself. I yeah. think you, you learn a lot about for yourself sure. from mm-hmm. from doing this.
1: That's for sure. Especially, like, the street photography. I feel like it's always something that, I mean, we, maybe people don't struggle with it. I mean, I'm sure the greats don't struggle with it and have no problem running up to people right in their face and shooting and being like, hey, sorry, don't, okay, I'm like, thank you, you know, like, but for me, it it gets me every time when I see a shot and don't get it because I'm too afraid to just yeah. go get
0: it, you know? Yeah. Let's say, street what? photography is one thing I've never done because I am terrified of that. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's it's different. It's a beast. And I mean, I don't know. I, some argue that, you know, street photography is specifically one form of it, like where you are catching people candidly in a awkward position or in a compromising you know like I never really look at it that way I kind of think of just taking a portrait on the street would be more of a Mm -hmm. street photography thing to me Mm -hmm. and you know I I try not to disrupt the scene you know I, I like the organicness of it like I like it being kind of in the moment and once I start pulling people aside to do a portrait, I'm like, you know, it just gets all posy and weird. So yeah, I, that's that's yeah, like totally. a
1: different I feel like that's like a different.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Thing. But yeah, I'm like a sneak attack. I just go in and try to get people where, where they, they they see me doing it, obviously. But I'm not like, I don't know. I try to do it very stealthily and plus I've been doing it in my town now for six years and pretty much every day people know me as the guy with the camera. So (laughs) it's kind of it's easier for me now than it was when I first started doing it. I don't know. I think everybody should do it every once in a while. I think you'd surprise yourself at what you'd be able to come up with.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. What's was this? What's the second camera for the second year, Jameson?
0: Uh, the second year I've been using uh Kiev 60. Um it's a yeah, Ukrainian I mean, camera. Format. Yeah. yeah, it's a 6x6. Oh, I to say I'm not familiar. Yeah, it's pretty obscure. But yeah, it's, it was made in the Ukraine probably in the the 60s and it's it's a little it's a little brick of a camera. It's kind of rough, but that's part of what I like <laughs> about it. Yeah.
1: What and you said it's strictly black black and white on that in- Instagram or do you think you'll ever Switch it up to do color. Or are you strictly a black and white guy like Timothy?
0: I, I think I'm strictly black and white. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially with with film, like black and white film is just that that has my heart, you know.
2: Yeah, same, same here. It's just a classic. I mean, it could be yeah 1930 or 2018. You know what I mean? It, yeah, you, you never really know unless there's something that dates it in the picture.
0: So exactly.
2: What uh, what film stock? Do you have like a specific one you use for the Instagram or do you kind of bounce around a little bit?
0: Yeah, um, like 90, 90 to 95% of it is all on TriX. Uh, okay, cool.
2: I, I've used a few cool. other nice. things
0: here and there. Like uh, I use what, Acros 100 um, mm-hmm. just sometimes when I go outside and I want to be able to shoot more wide open. And I've shot a few other films basically just uh, when TriX isn't available. But. <laughs> yeah, most of the time it's triax. x that
1: guy, like it. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Do you have any other? Do you have your like an idea for year three or like how far do you see? Are you going to be doing this till you're an old man or? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I might. I might. Um, I, I've actually. Why not? Right. I've actually already started shooting year three. Even. Oh, now. I was going to ask you,
1: like, yeah, how do you keep up? I guess you have to be ahead, huh?
0: Yeah. Um, I, I definitely. F- I fell behind with uh, developing and and editing the film scans. So I, I have kind of a, a backlog of photos to post. So just to try to keep on top of it, I have started uh, doing some shoots for year three already.
1: What camera do you got for that? I have a surprise. We don't have to say, we don't have to say if you're keeping it a yeah, secret, maybe
0: I should keep it a secret. I haven't told anybody yet. Totally fine. Stay tuned yeah. guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it's for year three. It's, it's another medium format camera. Um, it's another camera that's fully manual. Nice. So. nice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> now with your professional work, do you do you get to use any film for that or do you ever you know, do you guys shoot any film for the for the wedding stuff or the the fashion stuff you guys do?
0: Not usually. We've we did one fashion editorial for a magazine where the the whole theme of it was kind of a, a time travel like we had uh oh. spreads from different decades basically where the styling matched different decades. So we did shoot that all on black and white film just to kind of give it that timelessness
2: yeah yeah Yeah. but
0: yeah usually for our professional work it it is all digital
1: that's okay
2: nothing
0: wrong with that i
1: know i was gonna say mine all my professional work is all digital i got it Almost got into it with wendy when i tried to explain (laughs) myself (laughs) like i had no answer other than uh yeah
2: <laughs> that was Someday. so funny. She was like, what's your what's your excuse and you're just like, I have nothing I nothing nothing
1: yeah because you know I mean we've talked to other photographers you know be, being a hybrid is something that it's like a comfort thing especially for me when I shot weddings. It's like I mean I could blame it on my clients and say, well, they wanted to you know see and I used to do like when I was shooting weddings with a partner we would you know shoot the weddings to shoot the wedding and at the reception we would set up a monitor. And we would download the images and pick selects and like have a slideshow going at the reception. Oh wow,
0: Yeah, that's impressive. So it
1: was like, people could like literally see see it, you know, there like that, like oh, not to be almost instant, but you know, give people a preview. Um, so I was just used to like that like it was, I had to switch over from like, okay, we're not gonna do that anymore. Right. <laughs> like we're gonna, we're just gonna shoot and then we're gonna shoot film. And um, when I got, you know, the scans back, I was like, why didn't I shoot more film? These are way yeah. better than what I shot on digital. So, yeah,
0: I, I was just going to say, I, I've never been able to shoot hybrid. Like, I always feel like I have kind of it's a diff-
1: harder to shoot hybrid. I, yeah, feel like. I think
0: so. I, I have a different mindset when I'm shoot, shooting digital than I do when I'm shooting film and yeah. switching back and forth is like switching back and forth between speaking two different languages. It's just right. real hard. It, yeah. That's a
1: perfect way to describe it. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Because it, it it's it's exactly that. Like you'd have to like you know shoot digital, and you're in the zone, and you're doing it, you're doing it, and then like to switch to film, and like you know, I was sh- when I was shooting weddings, I, I had my contacts, so I had to mm-hmm. meter, yeah, and like s- re- going from like you know a million miles a second to like okay, slowing down, hold still, I'm going to meter your shadows, like you know, like right. it is like speaking two different languages. That's that's spot on,
2: <laughs> man. I feel like if you like once you know. A camera and a film stock so well, like the metering issues and stuff like that kind of fall to the side a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Cause I've been shooting, you know, Tri-X at 1600 for five or six years. And it's so funny. I, when I, when I look at a scene, I say the numbers in my head, you know, it's yeah. like F8 at 250 and I'll put it on that. And then I'll like push the button in a little bit to see what the light meter says. And it's like usually right on, you know, just yeah. from, just from knowing light and shooting your, you know your subject so much, and you and like you know switching between a million cameras doesn't help. And I no. I know we all have that fascination <laughs> with toys, but yeah, <laughs> like I've been shooting with the same two cameras for the last you know couple months and then years. Like newly the Bessa rangefinder, I've been shooting that since I got it, and the SLR, the Canon. You know, I just it's like a. I just know them, you know, it's like yeah. memorized, like I know the light, you know, the sun's hitting there and the shade's hitting there. So I need to expose around here. It's it's I mean, not saying that not having a light meter is it's tough. It's tough not having a light meter when. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: plus it was like, you know, at the weddings, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. you yeah. know.
2: Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Sorry. I wasn't trying to. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you say I can't I can't meet her <laughs> No, but I wanted to say it it popped in my head when you talked about that slideshow mm. um my my the I talk about him all the time. he's like the 80 year old photo guru Mr. Bob that's down here in town Polaroid used to make a 35 millimeter slide film with its own developing kits with it. You know, you would shoot the slide film, then you would put the cartridge in this little hand crank thing with chemicals and it was basically Polaroids, but in 35 millimeter. And what what they would do was shoot a couple rolls of those during the wedding, like his second shooter or third shooter or something would shoot a couple rolls of that film, you know, crank out the slides, cut them, Set him and then put him on a carousel during the reception, like you said. So it's basically Dang. the analog version of what you said. He was, and I have a couple, I probably have about four or five rolls of that film and the crank. He gave it all to me not too long ago. And he was just like, I don't know if it'll work anymore, but. You should um, try it. Wow. Yeah, Nate, Nate Mattis, he did a video about it forever ago on YouTube. If you dig for it, the film is 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 crazy looking. They used to use it for blueprints for... Because you got to think, like copy machines and stuff back then, yeah. things weren't as quick as they are now. You know what I mean? You take a cell phone picture, you can send it to a million people. You take a film picture, you have to develop it, you have to scan yeah. it, you have mm-hmm. to make a print of it, or, you know, like it's just the turnaround then the, just thinking of the things they had to go through back in that time just to make to, it faster yeah. yeah but he was like we'd be driving over to the reception in the van cranking out these rolls <laughs> oh cutting them God. down into slides and <laughs>
3: Nuts. Loading them into
2: the carousel, wheeling in the projector, or whatever the heck it was that they used, and then it would blow people's mind. Then, yeah, like, I was think gonna say, of can how you imagine awesome that like, would be. Yeah, a
1: guest or like even like the bride and groom being mm-hmm. like, "What? What? That was like unheard of."
2: Yeah, it's. It, uh, I can't wait to try them out. I keep forgetting about them. They're they're just sitting in my film fridge, waiting for me to use them. Dang, that's crazy. That's nuts yeah I just I totally forgot about that until now you said that and I was just like oh my god yes yes <laughs> I finally have a reason to tell this story <laughs> yeah
1: you need to you need to try that out ASAP
2: man I wish there was a way to get him on this show like we need awesome. to yes
1: <laughs> Mr. Bob come tell us all of the old school craziness
2: yeah he, awesome. I mean, he the, the dude knows so much. I mean, he's, you know, it's funny because he he was saying to me tonight, he's like, do you know anyone selling a Nikon D50? And it's like, Mr. Bob, there's way better cameras yeah. out now than the Nikon D50. <laughs> he's like, well, that's what they were using when I, and I was like, all right, all right. Yeah. I'll, I'll look around for you. I'll look around for you. But, Dang. But, yeah.
1: Does he still shoot?
2: Oh, yeah. All the time. That's all the awesome. time. He's, he always has a, in his, in his Jeep he always has his Nikon N. It's like an N80 or N70 or something. It's just an old, you know, old boxy film camera. But it's like one of the pretty much automatic ones. You know, it's you don't have to really wind it or do anything. It's kind of just like a throw your film in and go kind of camera. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's a it's a blessing having him as a as a little you know little guru like
1: godfather or something
2: yeah i mean he, he just <laughs> he'll wheel in the craziest stuff while i'm at work because he owns the building i work at and he's just like oh do you work tomorrow and i'm like yeah i'll be in at five and when he asked me if i work the next day i'm you're like, like oh man you're like, what, am, yes. what, am, <laughs> what am i getting today but yeah it's cool
1: so jameson does your wife shoot any film um you she... guys get to nerd out about that stuff together?
0: Uh, she does a little bit, but uh, not as much. She prefers uh, like expired color film and things like that that would mm-hmm. have more of a, a weird vintage kind of look. Yeah, uh, for That's a, cool. for a while she loved shooting uh, pack Polaroid film, but then they stopped making that. So oh, or the, 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 I the Fuji, know. yeah.
1: We've uh, talked about that a lot on the show how sad we all are yeah it's, it's pretty tragic <laughs> hoping somebody will save it
0: yeah
2: Man, it's just wild now though like looking up the prices people even have the color film going for on amazon and ebay and stuff it just it's like three packs for 175 dollars no. <laughs> it's like what yeah okay yeah
1: i yeah. remember i was so i i moved to los angeles about well, it was five, I just had my five year LA bursary, as they call it, um, and when I drove <laughs> her, when I drove across country, I drove across with my really good friend, and we ended up staying with his family, and his his it's like his uncle, I think. Like when we we're leaving, he's like, Do you guys want these Polaroids? And they were like, The I got my Polaroid. I think it's a 150, I think. And I was like super excited because I was like, Oh, I can print like little, little instant photos. We, he had brought one with him. So he, he had another one. He ended up giving it to me. So he had film. I, I was just so excited because it was like 12 bucks a box at that time. Yeah. <laughs> it was like super cheap. And I was like, mm. Yeah, this is, this is so amazing. And now to think that you just said that, it's like how it all changed. In just five years, yeah, so sad.
2: Mm-hmm. <sighs> I definitely uh, paid. I think I paid sixty five dollars for a box of the FP one hundred B. It was their one hundred speed black and white yeah. peel apart. Oh yeah, and yeah, it was just on the Facebook group, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. Just want just so I I could say that I shot it. Yeah, and totally. <laughs> but I, I just can't bring myself to it now. Sometimes when I have extra money, I, I think about buying like one of those three packs for like 150 bucks, but just so I have it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. So I know so an old expensive. friend of mine
1: actually just texted me the other day because he was cleaning out his his like father-in-law's closet or something. I was like, I found a Polaroid like 180, I think he said um he was like do you want it and i was like let me think about it
2: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i
1: have like three three of them already and i don't want to like have another one that i can't use you know
2: right But i feel like some point at some point somebody's gonna there's a market for it somebody's Absolutely. gonna yeah i mean somebody's gonna come back <laughs> and do something i i mean I hope, I hope so i hope
0: yeah i hope so too
2: i mean uh, There's got to be even like conversions or something we can do with them, you know. Somebody's got to MacGyver or come up with something that we can do with these things. Yeah, because like like you said, I think I have.
1: Yeah, I can see it.
2: I I have four behind me, and that's not even the ones that are in the closet. Yeah, (laughs) and one I have two packs of the the 100 speed film, and I have one pack of the black and white still in the in the fridge that I'm just I'm never gonna shoot because I. Don't want them to go away. Exactly. Yeah. They're just fun to look at. It's like, and they're I'm, such
1: awesome cameras too. To like fold, unfold, oh, and like, yeah, You yeah. know, and like the whole that whole process of like going like, and like mm-hmm. you know pulling the thing out and yep. like wait waiting, waiting 30 for thirty seconds, you know, yeah. and just, <laughs> just going like wait like peeking at it. Is it ready? No, it's not ready. And then it's like <laughs> pulling it apart and being like, look, oh, it's magic. It's magical. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Fuji is doing. Stop.
2: <laughs> yep, man. Y- I think Polaroid even said that they're, you know, that's not their market anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, everybody's like, well, Polaroid's making, you know, film again. It's like, well, it's they, a completely they ju- different beast. They just beast.
1: did a huge, yeah, they just did a huge undertaking, yeah. you know. Should be happy with that. But speaking of um, Fuji and instant film, did you guys see the leaked photos of the new Instax camera? No.
2: What? Timothy? I did. I did. Yeah.
1: So, Jameson, I, I don't know where you could check it out. It's kind of... I'm sure if you Google it, it might come up. Our um,
2: Instagram, you posted a picture of it. Oh, last Oh yeah, night. look on
1: our Instagram, <laughs> Analog Talk
3: Podcast.
0: <laughs> what does it look like?
1: Um, so it, it's it's a square. It's for their Square film. So it's they they re- originally released the Square digital one. I don't know much about it. I don't know if you do, Timothy. I didn't really look too closely at it. But this is going to be just the analog version. So it's just going to be like an Instax camera f- for the square format interesting it looks pretty
2: I didn't know that they did a digital version I had no yeah, idea
1: yeah they had a digital square one where it would it would take a digital photo but then it would also print it in stacks so this is just going to be I'm, I'm assuming like the cheaper one of the cheaper one so people will buy that who don't want to do the digital version But it's the square format That's just too much Like the For me I mean there's a lot of people Who might love I mean I love Instax I shoot you know The little mini ones All the time Yeah But the square format To me is just like Too close to Polaroid Which I really really like So I don't know That I'll spend the money But maybe I will Who knows It's a new film camera So I might actually Because I'm crazy (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think they're they're smaller. I don't think they're the same size. Yeah, as... they're like
1: slightly different. It's like a yeah. s- slightly different form, but it still kind of feels like an pol- old school Polaroid.
2: I just can't spend the money. I was saying this to you earlier. I just can't spend the money on another camera that it's not manual. Until Fuji or Lomo or whoever Polaroid makes another camera that you can you know, adjust uh shutter speed and aperture and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. just can't and has a good focusing system. Even if it's kind of like, you know, even if it's a rangefinder patch or something along that lines, so, like I just can't justify a hundred, two hundred dollars on another instant camera i have a you know i have a fuji instax mini i have a fuji instax wide and then (laughs) i have eight million polaroid 600 cameras so i'm good on you know not being able to adjust my shutter speed and aperture (laughs) on this
1: (laughs) i wonder if they will ever do that
0: i agree like they're already making the the instant film like why not make a camera that yeah you know people who are more professional can use and actually get the the results they want out of it
2: i think mint mint is a ca- a company out of japan i think mm-hmm. i think they're in yeah. japan there they make they make or they can what they can do is they can turn your sx70 or uh, i think i think they can change them and put shutter speeds and apertures and yeah. stuff into them or shutter speeds at least and i remember what was it that they teased oh it was when we had take when we had Take oh. on his little documentary that they did yeah they uh showed that mint camera you remember it was yeah, like a, yeah. it looked like an instax wide or like the lomo wide camera and i think that you can adjust shutter speed and focus and stuff like that on it so i think i think mint's gonna come through with something because they had a tlr too or they had a, lomo, a tlr that you could shoot lomography. somebody's got the to they yeah they yeah. know we want it you know what i mean like come on come on guys please.
0: So Timothy, can I ask you a question? Yeah, man. Shoot. You you said that you always shoot your triax at 1600. Mm hmm. Why why is that?
2: I always shoot at it for, that's the kind of, it's like that Tokyo style contrast where, you know, it's like super crushed blacks and white whites. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not really concerned about shadows and stuff like that. Like I want it to just be super punchy. Sure. And, you know, 1600 with a filter on it. I'll usually shoot with like an orange filter or, um, lately I've been shooting with an ND filter, just shooting at 1600 with an ND outside and it kind of takes it down a stop. So, you know, I can still shoot. Luckily my, my rangefinder is 200th of a second. So I can pretty much shoot it like F8 to F16 and, you know, and I'm looking, I'm not really shooting wide open either. Right. So I'm not trying to blur backgrounds. I'm trying to, to focus more on composition. And that's another way for me to focus on composition is just not focusing in on one thing, like, and blowing out the background. Cause that's like yeah. the easiest thing we can do. And I mean, it looks awesome and I love that, but I want to kind of, you know, make sure that the one way sign in the background is just as nice looking and, you know, composed properly with the person with the umbrella and the dog you know what i mean like i I, it's like a cheat for me to make sure that i'm actually working at shooting you know that i'm not just like shooting to shoot because that's so easy to do i shoot to shoot all the time even at f8 and f11 (laughs) so now that i you know if i'm restricted to always shoot kind of stop down really far so I don't know. And it's just, you know, I've heard a lot of people that I follow and that I love their work. That's just how they shoot. So, I'm just kind of, you now I just kind of went with it. I've tried shooting, anytime I put a 100-speed film, like I tried shooting Acros 35 millimeter the same way I shoot, you know, Tri-X, and I just can't do it. You know, I only shoot like four or five shots when I go out and shoot, because I have to like stop all the way down and... I, I'm just so mentally trained at 1600. Maybe I sure. should switch it up a little bit. I was Maybe gonna say I, I, l- can...
1: I love triax at box speed.
2: Yeah, I do too. I think it looks great. It looks almost the same. Almost, you know, like it's yeah. just a little grittier. I like I, I like gritty photos, and I yeah. feel like it just makes it kind of gives it more of that you know that feeling that i go for when
0: i go out and shoot yeah i mean i've shot triax anywhere from 200 up to 3200 so I, yeah. I i definitely hear you like it does get grittier some of my favorite photos actually uh on the one camera on your project i shot it was super dark i had just like a, a softbox just the modeling lamp on yeah um and i shot it at 3200 so like the highlights are properly exposed but everything else just basically falls to black and it makes it really, yeah. really moody and dramatic.
1: Ooh, that sounds
2: pretty. Thank you. <laughs> it is. See, that's, that's, another thing, that's another thing I like about it. A lot of the photos that I post of, you know, after the golden hour, you have a very bright sky and a very dim lit ground, you know, foreground. Like, everything in front of you is, like, almost dark, you know, where you need to shoot wide open. But the sky is still like on fire from the sun going down, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, I love those photos the most because you know it's just a silhouette of the world but the sky is just like eerie in the background you know like mm. lit on fire especially in black and white it just always looks so like you said like moody and yeah i love that i just i love the contrast that that tri-x does when you shoot it at a push speed like that mm-hmm. that's why i'm excited i have three rolls of the new t-max uh, I shot two at sixty four hundred to see what it would do. Oh, you haven't shot it yet, huh? Oh no, I shot it. I just haven't developed it
0: yet. Right, it's right, it's right. still That's just what I mean. sitting here. Yeah. You'll, but l- you'll have to let me know how that looks.
2: Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm excited.
1: Are you gonna do a video?
2: Uh yeah, I already shot myself shooting it, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I didn't get to developing yet, so it's coming up. I wonder how it's gonna look at sixteen. Or 64. Well, I mean, if it's P32, it's right. meant to be pushed to 32. So one right. more stop will probably put it where I want it. Cause T-Max gets a little too smooth for me. Like that T grain is like, it's, it's smoother. It's not as yeah. gritty. You know, there's not as, but then when it does, when, when T-Max does get gritty, I feel like it gets these like welty looking grain nuggets. If you really like zoom into it, it just looks like. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. It's, but I mean, it could be me though, because I don't like HP5, and everyone gives me crap for that because yeah. I'm not, you know. I've never liked I'm HP5 like either. HP5. I don't know why. No, the grain structure just doesn't do it for me. It's, it's weird. It's like fuzzy, and I'm not into it. Hmm. But I feel like T Max, when it's pushed like that, gets an HP5 vibe to it. So that's why I don't shoot T Max that much. But, Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm real. OCD when it comes to my film, I just need it, you know. Yeah,
1: you like what you like. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah.
1: So it's it's like mostly I didn't I thought it was T Max you shot a lot of. So it's Trix, it pushed. How do
2: you not know this?
1: Well, I mean, I just I don't know. I guess because I don't shoot <laughs> yeah. black and white. I'm, I'm still like a newbie to that.
2: Yeah. No, it's always Trix. It's always Trix push 1600. Cool. I like T Max. I, I just don't like it once it gets a little too out of out of its comfort zone.
0: Right. Can I ask you guys both another question? Yeah. yeah. Why do you shoot film? I'll go first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I shoot it solely because I feel like I have to. I did. You know, I was a quote unquote hybrid shooter. I used to do paid work. That's what I wanted to do. I, I was assisting my uncle a lot. Like he's big in the Nashville area with the music scene and stuff like that. He shoots music videos. He does stuff for plays and musicals. He's, he's just like the guy. His billboards are all over town and I would assist for him. And I got really caught up in, in gear and not the pictures. I was like, uh, I need a 5D. I need a Nikon D800. Right. I need this lens. I need that. And I just got like so, obsessed and spent all my money on gear and didn't take the time to actually learn photography because I you know I wasn't my come up was not photography. It was kind of like you, you know, one day a camera, an AE1 landed on my lap, you know what I mean? And I just was like, the this gateway is fun. camera. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just kind of like, this is cool. And cause I had a coworker that gave me a Minolta X 700 that was like their family camera. And I was like, Oh film. Ew. You know, like at first <laughs> I was just kind of like, ew, what is this thing? And I shot it and I sent the film out to Walgreens for one hour photo, got it back. And I was like, this is what I'm looking for. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, this is what... So then it kind of all just... And I stopped assisting and and shooting with him. And, you know, more and more, I sold off my gear. And, and it didn't matter anymore. And I was really unhappy doing senior portraits and headshots and trying to make a name for myself when there's... 800 other people just down my street to do the exact same thing as me and I was like I love photography so much it's like my I mean it's all I do minus like watching Lost with my girlfriend (laughs) playing with my cats and you know texting my mom like that's it's it's work (laughs) girlfriend cats and and then it's like photography is everything you know like that's my baseball cards that's my tv that's my everything so and I just, I, I'm more on, like, the art aspect. I once not call myself, like, a fine art photographer by any means. But, like, I love the process. I'm a process photographer. I love shooting it. Mm-hmm. I love writing about it in my little notebook when I shoot it. And then I love developing it. And then the scanning part and then talking about it on here and making mm-hmm. YouTube videos about it and stuff. It's just, it's my heart and soul, man. That's why yeah. I do it. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Why do you do it? <laughs>
1: um... Well, f- the reason why I shoot film is because it like sustains the passion for photography, and I feel like you know, it's it's the one thing that like I don't have to worry about getting hired for or like pleasing a client or like anything like that. It's it's like for me, so I don't have to like. It's like we've talked about that before. Like it's for it's for you. It's like your. It's my thing that I will yeah. always have no matter what. And it kind of like re-energized like the passion for it because I was starting to get burnt out, like we all do. Um, but once I saw that first roll of film that I, because I, I learned on film, I went to school for photography and I, we learned half the year was spent in the dark room. But then it was right when the digital was coming around. So everybody was buying digital cameras at the end of the year. So I had stopped shooting film. And then I had a buddy of mine who was like, buy this camera, buy this Elon 7NE, this Canon. It uses all your Canon glass. And I was like, all right, I will. And I shot <laughs> one roll of film, let it sit for a while, finally got developed and literally was like. Yeah, this, like you said, this is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I shoot film. What about you, Jameson?
0: <laughs> well, so, so I have this theory that there are two kind of, two different camps of people who shoot film. They mm-hmm. shoot for two different reasons. Uh, I think some people shoot because it gives them a certain look that they've been looking mm-hmm. for that they haven't been able to get somewhere else. And I think there's another group of people which I fall into, which is more about the, the process and kind of the, the romanticism romanticism of it like for me it's just manually focusing and manually advancing the film and everything like mm. it just it feels different yeah it feels better and yeah it, it is just a, a different process and even though sometimes it is very inconvenient and very obnoxious <laughs> to yeah. shoot film yes there, there's something about it that just draws me to it so yeah man
2: i love it I love that we just went around the campfire. That was yeah. great. <laughs> it is it is so inconvenient, but I I love you know, I love developing film and I've been putting it off for some time because I have thirteen rolls plus two in my bag that I need to add to this collection right here. And I develop mm-hmm. all my own stuff. I don't send it out, I do it all at home here. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And and I just need to like get over this hump of, <laughs> I got, I went through a little burnout phase. That's why I just kind of like stopped posting on Instagram and stopped making YouTube videos. Cause, you know, it's, I really don't want to ruin this. And right. I've, I've had so many hobbies. I was going to be a rock drummer at one point in my life. Yes. I was going to be a screen printer for my life. I was going to be a, you know, I, I've gone through so many hobbies and things that I thought, that I wanted to kind of, you know, I even played baseball, you know what I mean? Like, it's just I don't mm-hmm. want this to fade away like baseball. Yeah. So I'm just kind of I took a step back a little bit and tried not to burn myself out.
0: Yeah, I think that's healthy. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Also, have you guys noticed it, it seems to me like a lot of people who are photographers are also musicians.
2: Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Or mm-hmm.
1: skateboarders, for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I think it's just the arts. You know, it's just yeah. like one of those things that kind of goes hand in hand.
1: Yeah, because I feel like if you're a musician or like a skateboarder, like you're, you, you want to capture the action of it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, a, a, like just by default, you know, that the, the instinct is to like capture the 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 action of you know rocking out or doing a cool kick flip or whatever you call them. I don't
2: know. No, you you nailed it. Yeah. Good okay, good. yeah. <laughs> no, I I mean I I remember like I took photography in high school and then was kind of done with it. Other than you know like a snapshot camera, like a disposable or a you know a little d uh, not DSLR, a little point and shoot that you can get at Walmart for a hundred bucks back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I never really had a camera nor really shot, but I've always been trying. I have always wanted to be a painter. I wanted, mm. I, I've always tried, I've always tried, and I'm like, I'll, I'm sure I'll go back around to it again, where like, I'm thinking maybe it'll be my time to paint, that it's going to magically come to me one it day. It could, you never and, know. Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah. we talk, people have stories like that all the time, like, one day I woke up and like, wanted to write a book, and I did, yeah. like, it yeah. would come out of nowhere.
2: It's just <laughs> funny, because it, it would always, like, this last time around, like, I moved away from home, and moved 780 miles away from home, and tried painting, and because I didn't have my music friends, and Mm -hmm. I'm too old to skateboard, you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it was just kind of like, maybe this is my time to paint. And I was getting a lot out of it. And it was, you know, it was fun. But it wasn't like, once I fell into the photography thing, again, after so long, it just like, I don't know, it was like my medicine of the daily grind, like, I, I, what, uh, when I used to play music I would love the person who would take our photos mm-hmm. and record the videos of our shows or practices that or, was me
1: back in the day that's how I got into photography was shooting really? high school bands like cool. rocking out yeah it's
2: just fun like I always wanted a copy of everything they did it was like oh you have I need make sure you get doubles I'll pay for the doubles yeah, of your okay. photos like I <laughs> want to collect them you know I would make little scrapbooks and stuff and I don't know I'm just glad that it kind of like came back around where this was like my calling later in life yeah all right guys this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners and this week's question comes from curly pengling and he asks it's a simple one more grain or less grain
0: question mark i i always say more grain i mean i i shoot triacs all the time and that's i mean that's what makes it look the way <laughs> yeah. it looks i mm-hmm. mean if if you're not into grain why not just shoot digital and have that yeah. you know perfect that's a good look.
2: point i don't know i still feel i i'm on i'm on your side with that as well like i love i love gritty i love i talk about it all the time you know i just love like the dirtiness of what you can get with you know high kind contra- high contrast and you know pushing film and all that stuff so definitely more grain but i i still I see why people love, you know, 100 ISO as well, because when I was shooting four by five a lot, I didn't want that overwhelming grain, but I wanted that film look and, Mm -hmm. you know, T max 100. is great with that. Um, uh, 100, same. We talked about that earlier. It's, uh, it still has that film look, but, not as dirty you know like i like the dirty triax but i mean i get it i i know why people especially if i was doing like a headshot with film like if i if i had a buddy that needed a shot done i would definitely probably calm it down a little bit or shoot at box speed so
0: sure i mean there's there's definitely a balance there's definitely balance that's for sure yeah,
1: I guess it comes down to like the situation or what you're you're in the mood for, really. See, I'm um, interested
2: to see what you say because you shoot color film, so that's yeah. not really like a super grain,
0: you know. It's kind not of a different I, beast. I,
1: when I, I did, when I was just kind of like because I don't shoot a lot of black and white, I'm just now starting to like get into it, um, which I'm having a great time, by the way. I'm, I'm re- <laughs> good, no, I really good. am. I'm really like really starting to like love. That aspect of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but I, I like not a lot of grain. Like, when I did push... I did a video, I think I think I did. Um, I pushed to um, 400 to 1600. And I, I didn't really like it that much. I prefer box speed. I could just like it nice and smooth, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, not to say I won't ever do it again, because it, it, it's it's a mood, it's a look. And I, I really liked... Um, the T Max P thirty two hundred. I really, really like 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 that grain.
2: Yeah, the shots you got with that were smooth. They looked yeah. really good.
1: Yeah, and that film is like, <laughs> I mean, I love going shooting in the dark now. Having be able to just like, not have to be like, oh, it's dark. I don't. I don't have this. This camera doesn't have a flash on it. Oh well, I guess I'll you know have to wait till tomorrow to be able to go and just like photograph L A at night. Was so fun.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and not having to hold still completely. Right.
1: Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> it's so great.
2: <clears throat> I get, I I get that. I I do a lot of shooting on my walk home too, using just like the little bit of light that is on a porch light or something like that. You know, like I like getting really weird, abstracty shapes and stuff with with night photography when I when I get a chance to do it. But
1: yeah, I can't wait to see what you get with the uh, the new stuff.
2: Yeah, I, I mean they're sitting here. It's I was gonna do it tonight, but then we we recorded, so I'm gonna just try to get it done. Well, no. we'll see. Probably by this weekend I'll be posting. I think some you just stuff. need
1: to like. What's going to get you over the funk that you're in is just doing it.
2: Yeah. You oh, because, yeah, once I start doing it again, I'll, I'll be fine. It, it's like riding a bike. It was funny because yeah. I I uh, <clears throat> I was going to develop last night, and <laughs> I was just so tired. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait. And then I thought about it. I was like, man, but what? how long do I do? Because I started using a different developer. I started using HC-110 now instead of D-76. And... I started to have like a panic attack while, cause I loaded the film already. There's two rolls loaded in my film tank and I'm, I started having like a panic attack cause I used to have it all memorized yeah. and now I'm like digging in my notes, like, did I write it down? Uh. But it's all good. I'm fine. I just, I, I think I like to freak out to freak out. So.
1: <laughs> well. That was a great th- question.
2: Yeah. Would you say David, David? Yeah, David. I, I
1: met him in, in, in real life. Man. He's a good dude. Thanks for the question.
2: <laughs> I guess that also leads us to our other fan question that they like to know as well. Jameson, What what is your uh, desert island camera?
1: If you had to pick one to have forever, what would it be and why?
2: That
0: is a tough question.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why we it's ask the, it. It
0: <laughs> is the worst question ever. Because yeah. <laughs> there, there are a whole lot of cameras that I haven't tried yet. So. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: that's a good point. That's a really good point. I haven't shot with a Leica. <laughs>
0: So I don't know if I would want that one. Exactly. I, I feel like it would be, uh, it would have all manual controls. It would probably be an SLR. It mm. would probably be medium format. I'm not sure what that would, what what that means exactly.
2: <laughs> so like a hassie or. Yeah, maybe a um, hassie the RB and RZs are good too for cuz uh, you know they're just 100% manual. No, well the RZ I think there's a battery in a light meter, but the RB right. is definitely like bare bones.
0: Yeah, I have an RB because of that because I didn't want to have to put a battery in it. Yeah. But, yeah. Man, it's just so heavy. <laughs>
2: it is. Yeah. It is. There's a strap. I don't know if you have it yet, but there's a strap. It's on Amazon. It's like 30 bucks. It's definitely worth the 30 bucks to get yeah. cuz it makes that thing it's true. Like their their tagline on it is like makes the camera half the weight it should be, and it's like it does. It makes it half the Ooh, weight. Oh, that sounds and, nice. Wow. Yeah, because the camera's ten pounds. Jeez. I mean, it's a ten pound camera. Wow. a Tank. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely like one of my favorites though.
1: Awesome. So you can't you can't pin it down to to one specifically, Jamison. You want to name any names?
0: <sighs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just. I don't know. Like most Those are the more, requirements. That's it. Most most of the film cameras I've used so far have all been like under $200 cameras. So
1: mm. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Not ready to commit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, great. This was awesome chatting with you, Jameson. Um, where can everybody check out you and the One Camera One Year and all that stuff?
0: One Camera One Year you can find on Instagram just at instagram.com slash one, the number one, the word camera, the number one, and then the word <laughs> year. Just hard to say. Uh, And you can always see our our fashion work at uh, Heather and Jameson, too. Cool. Yeah, check it out, guys. There's some really good stuff on their website. Timothy, where can everybody
1: check you out?
2: Oh, you guys probably already know by now. But you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I make YouTube videos. I haven't in like two months. I'm sorry. I will be making more. Um, that's just YouTube.com slash Timothy Makeups Ditzler. It's very long. I'm sorry. I also do a solo podcast called We Believe in Film. That is also on YouTube and SoundCloud. Just search We Believe in Film. Chris, where are you at?
1: I'm Crispy Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Our podcast is on Instagram at Analog Talk Podcast. On Twitter, we're Analog Talk Pod. We have a Facebook page you can like and a group you can join. And that's about it. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jameson, thanks again for joining us. This was awesome talking with you.
0: Yeah, this was fun. Thank you.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you in the next one.
2: Bye. Bye. First off, I'd like to thank our guest, Jameson, for being on the show. It was great getting to meet you, and it's always fun talking about personal projects and, you know, just the passions we have for photography. Film photography, but this is a part of the show where I remind you about our Patreon, guys. Head over to Patreon.com/slash Analog Talk. We have a bunch of perks over there. You can donate anything from a dollar to five dollars, ten dollars, twenty five. I think is our highest tier. You hit that high tier, you get a feature on our Instagram. You also have a chance to be on our show. But you know the lower tiers are just as good. Don't forget we have stickers, we have pins, uh, we have. I think Chris and I are going to be doing live streams here soon and all kinds of fun stuff. So, guys, head over to Patreon, Analog Talk. Every little bit helps. And thanks to every single one of you guys who has already donated. Your support means everything. And it is just freeing up more and more time for Chris and I to, you know, put out more shows for you guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you in the next one. Later.